Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. I told you we were going to embrace the fun at all times. If we're about to go into nuclear winter, and I never understood why they called it nuclear winter when that's ash and not snow. Chris, I've seen all the zombie movies. I know what I'm doing. It's not because it gets cold. That's not why. What, Michael? They say the ash blocks out the sun. We've already dropped a couple nukes. I didn't see the... Uh, I, I know we dropped a couple of them. Look, you know what? Let's ask Japan if you guys don't believe it. Is that, is that too soon? All right, you know what? Forget it. We're moving on because we're about to get to Medal of Honor Monday. But before we get to Medal of Honor Monday and honor one of our heroes... I know what you're thinking. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a genius, and I'm going to get to your calls here in a minute, but I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Jesse, I love you. You're the best, smartest, handsomest person ever. And of course, that's true. But you're also thinking, where's the soundboard been tonight, Jesse? I haven't heard any sounds or anything like that. Well, it's, it's, it hurts me to have to inform you. I believe we have been infiltrated by Russian spies, maybe Chinese spies. No question they're communists. No question about it. We show up to work on Monday. Nobody's done anything. No one's even been in here, as far as I know, over the weekend, as far as I know. And all of a sudden, my sacred soundboard with the Kamali laugh and Frito Bandito and the fart sounds and the pistol sounds and the cannon sounds, it's down. It's down and it's not working. So, Chris, without further ado. Rest in peace, Fallen Soundboard. We will miss you. We will miss you. Now, it is time for actually something that is serious. It's the one serious thing we do all week on this show. Every single Monday, we read a Medal of Honor citation. That's it. We just read a Medal of Honor citation. It's not more complicated than that. There's nothing special I do. We believe that these men deserve to be remembered. Their names should be said. Their deeds should be heard by everybody because by remembering them, not only does it live on, but we influence the next generation. We tell people, this is who you want to be. I tell my sons, these are the kind of men you want to be. This is who you want to be when you grow up. All right. So without further ado, it is Medal of Honor Monday. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. This is the Medal of Honor citation for a Mr. Joe Ronnie Hooper, and here we go. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, Staff Sergeant Hooper, he was a sergeant, damn it, I'm just going to call him Staff Sergeant, Staff Sergeant Hooper, U.S. Army, distinguished himself while serving as a squad leader with Company D. Company D was assaulting a heavily defended enemy position along a riverbank when it encountered a withering hail of fire from rockets, machine guns, and automatic weapons. Staff Sergeant Hooper rallied several men and stormed across the river, overrunning several bunkers on the opposite shore. Thus inspired, the rest of the company moved to attack. With utter disregard for his own safety, he moved out under intense fire again and pulled back the wounded, moving them to safety. During this act, Hooper was seriously wounded, but he refused medical aid and returned to his men. 
With the relentless enemy fire disrupting the attack, he single-handedly stormed three enemy bunkers, destroyed them with hand grenade and rifle fire, and shot two enemy soldiers who had attacked, attacked and wounded the chaplain. Leading his men forward in a sweep of the area, Staff Sergeant Hooper destroyed three buildings housing enemy riflemen. At this point, he was attacked by a North Vietnamese officer whom he fatally wounded with his bayonet. Finding his men under heavy fire from a house to the front, he proceeded alone to the building, killed its occupants with rifle fire and grenades. By now, his initial body wound had been compounded by grenade fragments, yet despite the multiple wounds and loss of blood, he continued to lead his men against the intense enemy fire. As his squad reached the final line of enemy resistance, it received devastating fire from four bunkers in line on its left flank. Staff Sergeant Hooper gathered several hand grenades and raced down a small trench which ran the length of the bunker line, tossing grenades into each bunker as he passed by, killing all but two of the occupants. Gosh, they need to make a movie about this freaking guy. With these positions destroyed, he concentrated on the last bunkers facing his men, destroying the first with an incendiary grenade and neutralizing two more by rifle fire. He then raced across an open field, still under heavy enemy fire, to rescue a wounded man who was trapped in a trench. Upon reaching the man, he was faced by an armed enemy soldier who he killed with a pistol. Moving his comrade to safety and returning to his men, he neutralized the final pocket of enemy resistance by fatally wounding three North Vietnamese officers with rifle fire. Staff Sergeant Hooper then established a final line and re reorganized his men, not accepting treatment until this was accomplished, and not consenting to evacuation until the following morning. His supreme valor, inspired leadership, and heroic self-sacrifice were directly responsible for the company's success and provided a lasting example and personal courage for every man on the field. Staff Sergeant Hooper's actions were in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. And it should be noted, he lost his life uh, not, not too long after all this. 1979, I believe, he lost his life after he returned home and really, really battled with alcoholism, struggled with it. And I'll be honest, I've read that one before. In fact, I think I only read it a couple months ago, but I, I wanted to bring this up again tonight. I understand we have a bunch of veterans who listen to the show and a bunch of guys currently in who listen to the show. And I want you, I want you to understand something. I have been that guy sitting alone in the dark in my apartment with nothing but alcohol to keep me company. All right. I, I want you to understand this. Reach out and get some help. All right. There are veterans organizations. There are Christian organizations out there. Chris, I imagine you people even have. I'm sure, yeah, Chris's people do. If you're Jewish, you. There are so many organizations out there that will help, judgment free. If you went overseas and you saw and did things men don't normally have to do, and these things plague you, reach out and get some help. Don't be suck it up guy. You suck it up when you're over there and you've got a wound in your leg and people have to still get shot in order for your men to stay alive. You don't suck it up when you come back home. I just said I brought this up because I had a private conversation with a Marine I know over the weekend and his life is in tatters and he could not shake alcohol. 
And we finally got him checking himself into rehab. Get yourself some help. There's no shame in it. You've seen things, done things men haven't seen or done. Most men haven't seen or done. You struggle with things. You know who struggles with things? Every freaking body. Everyone struggles with things. Go get some help, all right? All right, that's enough of that mushy stuff. Let's get to the let's get to the calls. Who are you bringing and what food item are you bringing to the nuclear bunker? 877-377-4373. I figured since a nuclear war is about to cook off, it's time to figure out who and what we're bringing for food. First and foremost, Chad in Nebraska, go. What are you bringing? Bob in Jersey, what are you bringing to the bunker? Hey, buddy, I'm bringing uh, a pizza because I'm not bringing myself. I got two kids like you do. I'm bringing my daughter and my son, and they're going to eat pizza with a lot of meat on it. And oh, that's it. I All right, hold on, hold on, Bob. What kind of meats are we talking about? And the reason I ask the question is this. I'm a pepperoni and sausage guy. If I'm feeling a little nuts, I'll go pepperoni, sausage, and bacon. No offense, Chris, you can't partake. But I'm not a big burger guy, and, and I don't like ham on the pizza. What, what kind of meats are we talking about? No, we're talking pepperoni. Okay. We're talking the sausage. We're talking like even like cuts of beef. On there, oh. not, not burger meat. I'm talking burger because oh. my kids love their meat. My oh, kids, I respect that so much. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak pizza, Chris? Can you people eat that? No, you can't. You can't. Eat. It's the cheese and meat, Michael. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak pizza? Gosh, you were such a child. Order a Philly cheesesteak pizza for you and me. We'll eat it in front of Chris and tell him how good it is. It'll be hilarious. It'll be hilarious. All right, 877-377-4373. What's the food item you're bringing to our nuclear bunker since we're all about to be vaporized? What's the person? Again, person rules. No dead spouses. All right, no dead spouses and no Jesus. Just assume the good Lord is already there with you in your heart. All right, 877-377-4373. So I reached out to Pure Talk today. And I, I want to upgrade phones. Remember, I'm the guy who never buys anything new. So all my stuff's old. And remember, when you switch to Pure Talk, not only do you save, average family saves over 800 bucks a year, man, you can keep your phone. You can keep your iPhone, keep your Android, whatever you have. We're talking less than 10 minutes on the phone and you're switched. It's cake. Everything's cake. You keep your number, all that. So I finally reached out to Pure Talk today because I thought, I thought to myself, okay, I've got a crack across the middle of my screen. It's getting ridiculous. I need a new phone. I pick up the phone. I'm on the way to the studio. Five minutes on the phone, speaking to an American. Their customer service is Americans. How about that? Cake every single time. Switch to Pure Talk. Oh, and by the way, they don't hate the country. They actually love the place. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% on your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't know why I'm smiling. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Life is good, man. Every day above ground is a good day. Every day. Look, like I said, though, Joe Biden's State of the Union tomorrow night. 
I'll be doing it live, I should mention. If you're looking for a good way to watch the State of the Union, I'll be doing it live on the first TV. The second this show's done, I'm going to strap on my TV face, which is not hard for me, and I'll be doing the whole State of the Union, cutting in and out, interview some people after. But the reason Joe Biden is going to try to you know, fulfill campaign promise number one of I'm going to shut down the virus. I mean, you remember, this is what he did forever. This is the Joe Biden track. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus. Okay, you get the idea. The reason the CDC changed its guidelines, the reason they're lifting masks, everyone from Kathy Hochul to to Gavin Newsom, they're all lifting mask requirements by a miracle. It's, It's a miracle. Thank you, Lord. Congress now, as of today, doesn't have to wear masks anymore. The day before the State of the Union. What a shock. And the reason he's doing all that is so at the State of the Union tomorrow night, because there's nothing he can possibly brag about. He's going to act like he defeated coronavirus. You know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's going to be the most obnoxious thing in the world. Because what kind of soulless monsters would destroy lives for two straight years and then get up there just because it's politically convenient and just act like it's all gone? But that's who we are. Well, I I take that back. That's not who we are. That's who they are. It is. And remember this. There's a video making the rounds today of Joe Biden as he gets off Marine One, as he gets off that helicopter and he's walking into the White House. And Joe Biden is doing the dementia shuffle big time. His arms aren't moving right and his legs are kind of... Look, Chris, make sure that gets up on the Jesse Kelly Show Twitter and Instagram page. In fact, just just retweet my hilarious tweet about the whole thing because it's true. I said, I said the way Joe Biden's walking, that's the way the he's walking like you try to walk when you get back from golfing with the fellas and the wife is eyeballing you trying to make sure you didn't have one too many out there. And he just looks like he's focusing on every step and that's making the rounds, right? Let's remember something. Not only are we about to experience Joe Biden's brutal state of the union where he's going to brag about defeating coronavirus, we're in the middle of gigantic world affairs, world-changing affairs potentially. And Joe Biden, a man who should be under long-term care, and be getting constant rest and relaxation is now thrust into the most stressful job in the world. I am genuinely worried about his health. I mean, as anyone should be. And let's let's just keep in mind. Let's just keep in mind. This is the backup plan. As we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. (laughs) I went off script a little bit. Man, that's painful. That just that if cringe could take human form, it would look like dome. It would. And and I've had people ask me a thousand times before, why is she so why? Why is she so awkward? Remember this about dome. Inside of her, there is, I was about to make a really funny joke, but I'm not going to do that. Inside of her is just a nervous teenage girl who's very insecure. And that's why everything lands poorly. 
That's why she's always laughing <laughs> at the most awkward times. She's an extremely insecure human being. And not only that, she's very unprepared to be vice president. And there's no way we're getting through the next three year, three years without her becoming president of the United States. Isn't that wild? We still have that to look forward to. All right. Back to what I was talking about. 877-377-4373. The question is, we're heading to a nuclear bunker tonight. It's you and me. Who knows how long we're going to be down there? You can bring a food item. We have all the necessities already. One food item that's just something you love. And one person can be a person from history. I do need to point out, it doesn't have to be a modern day woman, you guys. But nevertheless... 877-377-4373. Ryan in Colorado. What's the food? Who's the person? Well, first off, the food is, without a doubt, key lime pie. Oh, Although, close yes. It's going to be cheesecake for me. Um, I'll, I'll have plenty to share, so don't worry. And then second, for the person, I just want to stress, the rules are that it has to be fun. I mean, live lives and live children... I think are in the same category as Jesus and Dead Spouse. So with my magical Jesse Kelly time portal, I'm going prime Debbie Harris, the lead singer from Blondie. She looked pretty fun when I saw her on Google. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. You know, you know, I try and I try. Matt in Colorado, go. Uh, I am bringing a 12-ounce filet mignon cooked medium rare, oh. and I am bringing uh, Genghis Khan with me so he can give me some tips on uh, how to be a warlord so I can rule the wasteland when it's all said and done. Gosh, that's the best freaking answer ever. Genghis Khan would be looking around saying, we've got an opportunity here. All right, first of all, though, <laughs> before I let you go, Matt, filet instead of ribeye? That's no insult, but n no ribeye? Man, that's a tough call, but uh, I've just been a filet guy. I love a ribeye. I mean, I mean, we could go whole prime rib roast. Ooh, now we're talking. Look, I like a filet too, but look, it's just like uh, it's like two a.m. I don't mind a little fat on it. Let's get to let's get to it. What ribeye, Chris? Ribeye, man. Marianne in New Jersey, go. Did I hang up on Marianne? Oh, sorry, Marianne. Marianne, you can call back. <laughs> All right, 877-377-4373. We have Jill Biden next. And actually, I have some harsh words for Jill Biden, the first lady, plus some emails, plus I'll get back to these phone calls. 877-377-4373. What food item, what person, alive or dead, are you taking to our nuclear bunker tonight? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And look, I'm not I'm not gonna let it keep me down. I gotta be honest. My my blood pressure was just about to explode as I saw the Biden administration. Play 13, Chris, as I saw the Biden administration and the CDC. Just like that, now that the State of the Union's coming up and Russia's kicking off, coronavirus is just magically going to vaporize in thin air. Was it important to the president that masks come off during before the State of the Union? Is there a message that he hopes to send with you know with that news? Well, 
I would say the president is very powerful, but he couldn't make us be in the green zone that we're in right now in DC. That's why we are not uh, required, we're not going to be required to wear masks starting tomorrow. So uh, I would say that for him, it had nothing to do with the timing around the State of the Union. Uh, he wanted to give the CDC the time to assess and make recommendations that would be clear to the American public about uh, what their recommendations would be for mask wearing moving forward. I need you to do me a favor right now before we talk about Jill Biden, before we get back to your phone calls. I need you, I need you to just, just I, I rarely ask favors. Do I? Do I ever ask favors? It's very rare. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I need you to do me a favor right now. If you're sitting right now listening to the sound of my voice, maybe you're at home making dinner, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're working out, whatever you're doing. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now and you honestly believe the Center for Disease Control lifted masks right before Joe Biden gives his State of the Union address, and you believe those two things aren't connected at all, and Joe Biden, is, has they didn't communicate that to them at all. If you genuinely believe that, I need you to go get some help. All right, real professional help. I, I, don't, know, I, I don't know whether there's a brain tumor you have, uh, it could just be, look, maybe you're just dumb. If there's, if, look, then no help, will, no help could, will do you any good. But whatever you have going on, if you believe the CDC lifted those restrictions just miraculously, right as Russia kicks off and gas prices go up right before the State of the Union, I just want you to promise me you'll get some professional help, okay? Just, just get, get some help for yourself. Maybe, look, hey, no judgment here. Maybe you need to be institutionalized. Maybe you should be in a padded room wearing a helmet. Maybe you should wear a snorkel when you eat soup. I don't know. But if you believe that, then I really needed to go get some help, okay? Just make sure you get some help there. Now, let's get to Jill Biden really quickly. Because I brought it up earlier. There's a video floating around online. It's now on the show's Twitter page. I think, is it on the Instagram page too, Chris? Who runs all these things? Whatever. It's on the, the show has an Instagram page and Twitter page at Jesse Kelly Show. There's a video of Joe Biden getting out of the helicopter and he's doing the dementia shuffle. And it looks really bad. I mean, it does. It looks, it looks like Joe's been, been at happy hour all afternoon. It looks really bad. And we've all known, well, I shouldn't say we've all, anyone who's been around older folks going through that knows exactly what that look is. They know exactly what that walk is. My question again is Jill Biden. This is Jill Biden from today accidentally introducing Dome as the president. Gentlemen, the president of the the vice president of the <laughs> <laughs> you know setting that voice aside. I've asked it before on the show. I'll ask it again, and you don't have to answer. But wh why, as a wife, why would you allow your husband to go through this? There are world-changing affairs going on, and Jill Biden is watching Joe do the dementia shuffle across the White House lawn, and she doesn't step in. Man, it must be really, really good to be First Lady, is all I have to say. It must be a good life. All right, that's enough of that yuckiness. 877-377-4373. You and me, we're going to a nuclear bunker tonight because we're apparently about to get into nuclear war. What's the food item you're bringing? Who's the person, alive or dead, you're bringing to the nuclear bunker? All right. Pet in Connecticut. Pet, do I have that right? Is that your name, Pet? Pete. I thought so. I, I, I thought P-E-T-T -T didn't make a whole lot of sense. Pete, 
That's the screener's fault. Go. What are you bringing, Pete? Mom's homemade macaroni and cheese. Okay, pause there. Pause, pause, pause there. Pause there for a second. Homemade mac and cheese. Yep. Can you describe that for me, Pete? Sure. It's like elbow macaroni. Yes. Yes. Uh, a cheddar, but not a sharp, sharp cheddar. Mm-hmm. On point. Progresso breadcrumbs oh, on top. Yes. Dang it. Just the right amount of salt and pepper. Oh. Cheese oils up a little bit. It's just so oh, good. That sounds so damn no good. Like mom. All right, Pete. All right, Pete. Now, who's the person you're bringing? Now, this is you know, with with all the uh, you know uh, whatever the last guy said about uh, I was going to say my boy, but you know he'd rather be with mom, so she's in another bunker. Um, Pam Anderson, circa 1995. All right, now, Pete, I. You know, I thought these were going to be more historical figures, but they are what they are. All right, now, Pete, now let me ask you something. Oh, uh, I, 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 no, no, it's, no it's, it's fine. I was born in 81. I know Mark Pam Wire. Anderson of the 90s. I know it well. But, Pete, have you considered what it would be like to be in a bunker with that person for like a year at a time? Have you considered maybe getting nuked would be preferable to that? That's what I thought, Pete. That's what I thought. It's, let's keep this in mind. You know, I don't know what I was expecting with this audience. Steve in Colorado, food in person you're bringing to our nuclear bunker tonight. Oracle, I am going to bring some microwavable White Castle oh, hamburgers. Gosh, yes. If the microwave breaks, there's going to be plenty of other radiation. Around <laughs> the yes, and sir. Then, and then the person I would bring would be Sergeant Barnes from Platoon. Ooh, I dig that. I dig that. I'll tell you. Did I ever tell you what the wife did to me one time? He brings the White Castle burgers thing. It, it, she does this to me all the time. So I will fully admit, as everyone listening knows by now, that I have what is called an unhealthy obsession with food. I know I do. I look. I understand this about myself. I'm I'm very aware of all my flaws. I, I understand this about myself. Uh, you, because you're probably a normal person, you can be in the mood for certain food, right? So you'll hey, I'm in the mood for uh, Mexican food tonight. I'm in the mood for pizza. I'm in the mood for a steak. Whatever. You're in the mood for food. That's what you call a healthy view of food. Mine, it is at such an unhealthy level that food affects my mood, not vice versa. And I'm not bragging about this. Kids, you don't want to be like this, but if I have a bad meal, especially if I'm really, really hungry and I have a bad meal, it will put me in a bad mood until I have a good meal. And vice versa, if I have a great meal, I'm just, I can't get the smile off my face. The wife made her fettuccine Alfredo last night. It's honestly, it's the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. I couldn't get the smile off my face the rest of the night. I'm practically skipping around the house. I can't help it. Uh, food affects my mood, all right? So understand that I have a, an unhealthy obsession with food. And because of that, I actually like grocery shopping when I'm hungry. I will just, no, Chris, everyone knows why you don't because then you spend money. 
Everyone knows why you don't, Chris. I like grocery shopping when hungry because I am... Look, the grocery store probably likes it too. I've practically bought the place by this point in time. Oh, honey, we need another small loan from the bank because I went shopping this afternoon. for. And I mean, you name it, you name it. I'm in the frozen food section. Oh, yeah, of course we need some Klondike bars. Up, oh, Danish is coming with me. Yep, let's get some steaks. Oh, I should make burger tonight. Oh, well, we can't ignore the chip aisle. I, I've gone to the grocery store with two or three items on the list and come home with like $200 in groceries before. Oh, I know, Chris. I know. No, I understand it's bad. So that leads me to believe, that leads me to one of the most heartbreaking things that's ever happened to me before. All right, you ready? I'll tell you in just one second. First, my pillow has a deal for us right now. You know about the Giza Dream Sheets. Most comfortable sheets on the planet. You've heard this a thousand times by now. Everyone knows about my pillows, Giza Dream Sheets. The things are glorious, absolutely glorious. I've told you before, we own two sets. So when we throw one in the laundry, we don't have to go with some other sheet. It's always Giza Dream Sheets on our bed at all times. And right now, lowest price ever, ever. 60% off, six zero. Now, you have to go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, and you can get them as low as $39.99. That, on top of the fact, let's not forget so quickly that all those brave truckers in Canada, while every other American corporation and company was ducking and covering, Mike Lindell sent them 10,000 pillows. That's awesome. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, Giza Dream Sheets. Enjoy. Miss something? There's a pot. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I cannot believe we're already at the end of the first hour or second hour. Oh my gosh. Chris, sometimes sometimes I lose sight of how special I am behind. What, Chris? I lose. No, not that. You know what? That's not very nice, Chris. That's not very nice to use my own words against me. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're going to get back to what what food and person you would bring to our nuclear bunker, since apparently they're going to get us all into a nuclear war. I'll tell you something you better bring to the bunker, and that's a Mantis X system, because we're going to have to come out of the bunker, and we're going to have to know how to shoot when we do it. I'll tell you what. It's going to be ugly out there. And remember, when you bring the Mantis X system into your bunker... You don't have to waste a single round of ammunition because ammunition is going to be precious. You see, you use a Mantis X system right there in the comfort of your home. Attaches to whatever weapon you want. You not only practice, you get better. We're talking drills. We're talking feedback to get you better. It's what the Marines use in Paris Island. Do Marines know how to shoot? The Special Forces. Maybe you've heard of them. Green Beret types. They use Mantis X. Military-grade technology. Go to MantisX.com. You can get one for yourself today and use it right in your home. MantisX.com. Chris, one more time before we get to the emails and phone calls. This is just, this defines the entire Biden administration so well. This may be my favorite bite of his ever. There's a phenomenal negative psychological impact that COVID has had on the public psyche. And so you have an awful lot of people who are, uh, notwithstanding the fact that, uh, that uh, things have gotten so much better for them economically, uh, that they are thinking, but how do you get up in the morning feeling happy? 
Haven't you heard? Everything's great. It's just your mind that's all messed up. All you need is a couple more Z-bars, baby, and you'll be fine. It's it's just your mind's fault. Golly, this place. That is, That sums up the entire Biden administration. The entire Biden administration. Oh, everything sucks? Well, I didn't do anything wrong. You're the one who's wrong. Did you hear? Chris, get number 14 ready. Did you hear what he said again today? And I'm going to get back to your calls. 877-377-4373. The food in person you would bring to your nuclear bunker, because we're all going to end up there in a minute. Did you hear what Joe Biden said? I just want to recap before I play this, that so far as president of the United States of America, Joe Biden has pointed to every person who chose not to get the vaccine and blamed them for the pandemic. I've never heard a president speak in that way to half the country ever said pointed to the pandemic and looked at half his own country and said, it's your fault. Pandemic of the unvaccinated is a stunning thing for the president to say. He's not only blamed me for the pandemic. He said, I shouldn't be allowed to work anymore. I shouldn't be allowed to have a job because of my vaccination status. And now apparently I don't want black people to vote. We're going to keep pushing on this and we're, we're protecting our country's threshold liberty the sacred right to vote, which I've never seen is under such attack. You know, it's always made it harder for blacks to vote, but this is trying to be able to figure out how to keep the black vote when it occurs from even counting. That is a despicable thing to say. And I'm telling you right now, and I know we have older Democrats who listen to the show because they're not psychopaths. If you're still voting for this party, I don't expect you to be pro-GOP. The GOP sucks. That's why I'm an anti-communist. I'm not pro-GOP. I'm an anti-communist. If you're still voting for this Democratic Party, you've got serious problems. That, that's a disgusting thing for the president of the United States of America to say. Oh, it's just politics, man. That's a big deal. The president of the United States of America, they're trying to reconcile black votes don't count. Man, that's bad. That is really, really bad. Dear ginormous Jesse. Yeah, ginormous is not very nice. I'm six foot eight. I'm not ginormous, Chris. That's above average height. You know what's still funny is that person who wrote in and they said, if you Google me, Google has my height at five eight. And you know they did that on purpose. They cost me a foot. And they, they made it like I'm an Italian. All right, moving on. Dear, dear ginormous Jesse. Do you carry a step stool for people to greet you? I know ginormous is a word because my grandniece said it at three years old. And that reminds me, I forgot to finish my story. Sorry about that. I told you the story before the break about going to the grocery store and how I abuse, I abuse the grocery store. Whenever I go, I like to go hungry and I buy everything. The guy brought up White, uh, White Castle burgers. I don't know if you've ever eaten at White Castle. I know it's a regional thing. They make these. They're basically sliders. They're these fantastic little burgers. They're just yummy little things. You can eat about a dozen of them. Well, they started selling them in the frozen food section. And I came home. <laughs> I came home after one of these grocery runs. And I had so much junk food in the, in, the, in the cart. You can't even imagine. It looked like we were stocking a college dorm room. It did. I had so much junk food in there. And the wife was just horrified. She was horrified. I'm pulling out Cheeto puffs and quesos. You name it. <laughs> you name it. I've got it in there. And finally, she gets down to the White Castle cheeseburgers I got in the frozen food section. And you could tell it went from a look of horror, kind of half amused, 
to it. You could you could almost tell in that moment she was questioning so many decisions she had made in her lifetime. And so about a week went by, and I decided I was in the mood for some White Castle burgers. I went looking. She threw them away. Threw them in the trash can, Chris. Oh, gosh, that was devastating. Back to the guy's question about ginormous Jesse, which is not fair. 6'8 is above average. I don't, people don't carry around step stools, but in boot camp, it cost me big time. You see, in Marine Corps boot camp, you have a footlocker. You know what a footlocker is. It goes at the end of everyone's bunk. That's where you keep all your stuff. I would not recommend letting your drill instructor see it unlocked at any point in time. That's a good way to have everyone in the place have to unlock theirs, and they'll dump all your stuff in the center of, of the barracks. They'll, that's happened to me several times. It's it's disheartening, let me tell you. You'll come back in, and they'll have done it without you knowing, and you just, you're just you looking at all your stuff in a pile, and then they'll say, okay, you have three minutes, have everything put back, which they know is impossible. It would take three hours to figure out who has what stuff, and so they just keep you up all night. But anyway, setting that aside, you have footlockers. Everyone would have footlockers. Well, as you can imagine, being six foot eight, I stood out. If there's one thing you really, really don't want to do in Marine Corps boot camp is stand out. You don't want to be too tall, too short, too fast, too slow, too fat, too skinny. You don't want to be too anything. You just want to kind of blend in and keep the eyes off you. So keep in mind what it's like for me. Six foot eight. They're looking down the line and there's tall Jesse standing at least a head taller than everyone else. And I have an immature sense of humor. And my buddy, gosh, what was his name? Oh, actually, I shouldn't give out his name anyway. It's nationally syndicated radio show. I had a buddy because you would all have to stand there for inspection at the end of every single day. And I had a buddy and uh, I know this is wildly immature. Okay. I can't help it. It is immature. But it was also one of the funniest things ever. At the end of every day, you would all have to stand there in a line. You'd have to stand there with your hands out, with your fingernails up. And they would come by and they would inspect you to make sure your hygiene is up. You know what my buddy used to do to me all the time? I'll tell you in a second. 